Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This is Bet MGM Tonight. Join us for live sweats. Oh! Yes! Let's go, Kansas 80, That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Trista's height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. We got the Phillies all over the Braves. 8-2 now. We're in the top of the eighth. A runner on first. Bryce Harper, two home runs. His first multi-homer game of his playoff career. And the Astros and Twins are tied to one. That's in the fourth inning now. Live total still sitting at seven and a half. So still at least feels like, if you're looking to dabble live, uh, a low-scoring game in that one with the Astros and Twins. How cool would it be to be Bryce Harper? Like, big moment, man. Everybody, yeah. all eyeballs are on you. You go up to the plate, and you could just hit two dingers in a postseason just game. Just bing, bang, Like, boom. I always think about that. If I could be a professional athlete, like, what would be the coolest moment? Would it be, like, a breakaway slam dunk in the NBA Finals? Mm-hmm. Would it be a game-winning three? Would it be... Uh, Going up to the plate, hitting a couple like a game-winning homer, for sure. Throwing a a game-winning touchdown pass, I think it might be game-winning homer. I I agree. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's an individual. All the sports. You know what What I mean? Game-winning three, though. That's kind of the same. It depends. I feel right. Like, is it like Steve Kerr? That wasn't a three, but it was a mid-range jumper, and it was just because Jordan was double-teamed. You know, it was the. In my opinion. It's the most overrated shot in NBA history. What, Steve Kerr's? Yeah, like or Jordan's. Uh, no, the Steve Kerr one. The Jordan. I mean, yeah, sure, he pushed off, of course. Well, all the Jordans. None of those were overrated, but the Kerr one was a little <laughs> overrated in my book, just because everybody knew Jordan was taking that shot, and so Jordan, for the first time ever in his career, goes unselfish and passes it up to Kerr, and then everybody like. Now what I hate is when you talk like Last Dance, everybody's like Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, mm-hmm. like Steve Kerr. He was fine, but he averaged eight points per game during that three peat. Right. Tony Kukoc averaged 14 points per game, over four rebounds, over four assists, and won six man of the year in 95-96. And he never gets the credit that Steve Kerr gets. Tony Kukoc is in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Steve Kerr will be in the Hall of Fame, but as a coach. I digress. All right, well, let me let me change that a little bit then as we wait on Bob Nightingale here. Uh, 
You talk game-winning, game-winning walk-off home run. Yep. What about if we're talking game-winning three? Think of like Dame. Think of the shots that like Dame is the hit. one like against Paul. Yes. The one against Paul Pierce. I mean Paul, Paul George. George. Yeah. So like that was that, a pull-up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a big pull-up. Like that's on you. That to me is the equivalent of a walk-off home run. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. Which one would you take then? I still I gotta go walk off home run. Yeah. Same. Yeah, yeah, you get to trot around the bags, you know, like the crowd's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's just waiting for you to cross home play. The only thing is at least when you hit the game winning three, like you collapse to the ground and everybody like dives on you. But when you hit the game winning homer, you, you get to the cr- run. Well, you get the crap kicked out of you. Yeah. Like it's the reason I don't like bachelor parties, because I don't want to like get beat up with a belt, to be honest with you guys. Wait, what? That's, that got weird. Like, but I that's the only problem with hitting the game winner. Then, like, you know, you get the, the water bucket. Everybody's beating you up. They rip your clothes off sometimes, which I like because Unless I'm dealing you're with seven abs Remember, his wife, you know, doesn't, doesn't want that to happen. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, that was a new shy. tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. All right, we do have Bob Nightingale. He jumps on with us. It's Odyssey's MLB insider, Bob Nightingale. Don't forget that Odyssey calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Let's start with this uh, this Braves-Phillies game right now that's in the eighth. Phillies are up 8-2, Bob. And I mean, we're watching a game where Bryce Harper just hit two home runs and a Phillies team that we know got hot to, you know, heading into the postseason last year. We know how far they got. Is this a team, when you watch it again, that looks at least similar, if not better, to what they were last season in the playoffs? Yeah, it really does. I mean, you've got the same, uh, you know, three guys pitching well. Uh, Nola had a great start. Wheeler's been lights out all year. And uh, Suarez, you know, has, has stepped up. So, no, it's a, uh, a great Phillies team, uh, you know, offensive juggernaut. In Atlanta, you know, they uh, had ran into some pitching problems at a you know, long time here with Max Reed, you know, getting hurt. Uh, you know, won't have Charlie Morn uh, this first round. And they, uh, so, uh, I think it's a great series. I think this is really the World Series. I think whoever wins this series wins it all. Bob, what's the point of winning 100 games anymore if your players, especially your pitchers, aren't healthy? Like, why not do what the Phillies do and win 80-something games? And, you know, because you're seeing all these teams, Dodgers, you have the you have the Rays that started off hot. What's the point of winning 100 games if you're just going to get bounced out? Well, they just got you know injured at the wrong time. I mean, Ray's went and lost like three or four pitchers at Tommy John surgery during the course of the season, and then you know they were never you know same as they started. You know, when those things had happened, you know Max Fried had the blister on his you know finger you know two weeks ago. Uh, you know, Tony Morn you know came with the arm problem. So you just never know. You know, Dodger. You know, the Dodgers they've been kind of beat up all year. I mean, you lost, uh, you know, Walker Bueller couldn't come back. Dustin May went down. Tony Goslin went down. Uh, lost Lurias, the mystery of leave. So uh, I think it's amazing the Dodgers won 100 games, to tell you the truth, just because, you know, that pitching staff is really disarray. That's what I'm asking, though. Why not just try to employ a little load management and try to get your guys back healthy if now with this expanded wild card? I think just you, you can't predict the injuries. I mean, who knew that uh, – yeah. You know, Dustin May would go down in May. You know, the Gaza would get hurt. So it was you know, it wasn't like they got hurt because they're overused or trying to win games. They just got hurt. You know, they could have been you know on a team that you know, lost 110 games. I just think with pitching injuries now, it's hardly anything you can do to prevent them. You just don't know what's going to happen. Bob, so uh, are you writing off the Dodgers? They got Lance Lynn going tonight. They're actually favored in the game against the Diamondbacks, but the Diamondbacks looking to sweep tonight. Do you think it's over for the Dodgers, or do you think they win tonight? 
I think Dimex will win, but I think Lance Lynn will pitch very well. I uh, love living in these situations. I mean, he's a uh, great veteran pitcher that's pitching plenty of postseason games. Nothing phases him. So I, I think, uh, his, you know, Dimex win, they'll win late. I, I think Lynn will pitch well. And I think it's important the Dodgers jump out to the lead. I mean, you know, first game they're down 6 0, uh, second game they're down 3 0 before, uh, you know, they even took the fit, before the pitcher even, uh, you know, stepped. Obviously, like the pressures on the Dodgers to win the World Series every year. They're a big market team, and they win 100 plus games every year. This year, 106, you know, 100 wins, uh, 62 losses. So, uh, do you feel like if they do get swept here, that there's more pressure to sign a big free agent like Shohei Otani? I do. I mean, uh, this year, I think going in, it was almost like a, uh, say a rebuild year, but almost like a reset year yeah. uh, to do this. Uh, you know, because they don't spend any money in free agency. Didn't make any big trades. It's almost like they're hoping to get a luxury tax and you know save their money for Otani and uh, and do this. So I, I think uh, you know this winter, but definitely be after Otani. Maybe they'll go get another starter too. So let's look over on the American League side of things. Uh, the Astros have a three-one lead right now. If I could talk, that would be nice. So over the Twins. When, when you look at the American League and you look at the Astros, obviously this is a team that just won a World Series. Does that look like the team to beat in the American League at this point with the Astros? It does. I mean, they won six, they've been to six straight ALCSs for a reason. They know how to win this time of year, and uh, here they're doing again. I mean, they're a better team than Minnesota. Uh, they wanted to win that division and reset their uh, rotation, and it worked. Uh, you know, now they're going to play you know, Texas. You know, if they win, play the Texas Rangers, who they just dominated, destroyed. The last time they met, uh, those games were in Arlington. So it'll be uh, it's only a fun series because the way the Rangers are playing now are much, much better than the time last time the Astros saw them. How strange is the fact that, uh, Bob, the Orioles go through the entire seasons. They don't get swept in any series. They get to October, immediately get swept. Like, What's your thoughts of, of what the Orioles can build on moving forward? Those remind me of what happened with the Houston Astros before they started this dynasty. Is they came on uh, came on 2015, got knocked out first round, and then just you know then just became a powerhouse. I think the same thing with the Orioles. I think the AL East is going to go through uh, Baltimore for the next five or six years. I mean they're built to win for a long, long time. So I think they're too young, you know, to, to win this year. Uh, you know, you watch out next year, particularly if they get a freshman starter. Uh, I think they, they could be you know a hundred hundred win team and uh, and go deep in October. What do you think the Yankees look like? What do you think they do this off season? Because we just talked about the Dodgers, the pressure on them to sign somebody like Shohei Otani. I mean, we hear that maybe Otani doesn't want to be on the East Coast or he doesn't want to be in New York, but I feel like the pressure's obviously got to be on the Yanks, especially now with a team like Baltimore, you know, built to win here for the next couple of years. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. I mean, they're kind of locked in with, you know, some of these long-term contracts. You know, Donaldson's contract's finally off the books. If I got to go back in the starting pitcher market, uh, I would bring back Jordan Montgomery, you know, who has been lights out, uh, you know, since he left. You know, they should have signed Nate Baldy. We're seeing what Baldy did, you know, with the, with the Texas Rangers. So I think they got to go back in the free agent market and, uh, and get some pitching help. How about Garrett Cole? Because, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen with Carlos Rondon. I mean, uh, we'll see how he bounces back, if he bounces back. Talking to Bob Nightingale, BetMGM tonight. So, I mean, we've seen, obviously, a couple of teams that have monster payrolls 
have success in the regular season, at least in the Dodgers and the Braves. But then we're looking at this postseason, and like Trista brought it up, where they're you're winning 100 games, and then it's just a disaster once we get to the postseason. And then meanwhile, it felt like, Bob, this year was a lot of those organizations. The Orioles were the young team. Obviously, the Rays don't have a big payroll, and you can go down the list. Is there ever the possibility in your eyes that maybe some of these big market teams like the Yankees could try a, a different approach as opposed to just throwing big money at free agents? Or is it just going to be one of those, you can't do this in New York, you can't do it in our market that way? Well, you can't just you know tank like some of these teams that done, you know, like the uh, you know Orioles did to become great like they have. Diamondbacks uh, can't tank, but you know they lost 110 games two years ago. So you can't do that in New York. But I think with all these young teams, inexpensive teams that are winning, it shows uh, you know shows the owners, hey, you don't have to spend this kind of money. I mean, look at the uh, you know Yankees are looking at Tampa Bay Rays. You know, why are they winning every single year with a payroll under a hundred million dollars when their payroll is you know two and a half times that size? I also think you know these young teams took advantage of the new rules with the uh, with the stolen bases. Uh, so the young athletic teams you know really took advantage. You know, you're talking about you know, the Diamondbacks, uh, Miami Marlins, you know, Cincinnati Reds almost made the playoffs. You know, these are the, you know, uh, these are the teams that are taking advantage of the rules by running running wildly, and it's paying off. What's the optimism level right now, Bob, for the Mets? You get David Stearns, Billy Epler out. Feels like a big shakeup is sort of coming. Yeah, I think they'll, uh, I think they'll be... Uh, I'm not saying conservative, but I don't think they're going to be aggressive like they've been in the free agent market. I, I think they're thinking, you know what, we're not going to uh, be a World Series contender next year. Maybe not even 2025, but then just build a, a dynasty, you know, like, like the Dodgers have done, like Atlanta has done. I think they'll keep doing that. Uh, I, I don't see them being big players in the free agent market just because, you know, why, why are you going to pay Davis Turns and bring him in for that kind of money? Uh, you know, I mean, anybody can spend money. As I think, you know, the, these moves, you know, trading away a Verlander already and the, uh, a Scherzer, uh, I would expect, you know, they're going to shop Pete Alonso. I think they're trying wow. to uh, get that payroll down and just be a, uh, a great team here in a couple of years, but not, not, not so much 2024. Bob, do you think the, uh, the reports are there's some rumors maybe the Cubs would be interested in Pete Alonso? Do you think that's a real thing? Yeah, I think a lot of teams will be. I mean, he's going to make good money only one year before he's a free agent. But if the Mets were going to sign him, they would have signed him by now. And they must, you know, think he's asking for too much money, and they don't want to pay it. So I don't see with David Stern's coming in that they're going to change that. Yeah. I mean, they did chop him at the trade deadline. So I'd be, I'd be surprised if he's not traded. I really would. Maybe David Stearns doesn't realize now he's in New York and he could actually spend money since he didn't have that luxury in Milwaukee. Hey, really quick, Bob, you brought up Max Scherzer. Um, so he's going to test out the arm again. Do you expect him to be able to go for the Rangers at all in the ALCS? I'm looking at them right now. They're plus 310 to win the World Series. Um, you know, they have the second best odds, obviously, in the American League next to the Astros. I do expect him. I think he was getting close from the uh, division series. Now you have a break, you know, before the uh, before they start up until Sunday night. I uh, I fully do expect him to be on the uh, in the playoff rotation. Uh, you know, they they need him. I mean, it's one thing to win the uh, best of five series, but you need more pitches for that best of seven. So I I think he'll be back. I really do. All right, Bob, got about a minute left here. Your prediction for who makes the World Series, what that matchup is, and who wins it. So I probably go. Uh, my, my pick was Houston, Atlanta, even though Atlanta's get blown out tonight. 
I'll stick with that. And I'll stick with Atlanta beating Houston for the World Series. But but I really do believe whoever wins the uh, Atlanta Philly series, that team's going to win it. I think they're better. Both those teams are better than anybody in the American League. Yep, it's a 1-1 series now. Philly's up 10-2 in this one on the bottom of the eighth. They've just broken this thing wide, o- wide open. Bob Nightingale, always good to talk to you, man. Thanks for jumping on with us. Thanks, Bob. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. And that was our Odyssey MLB insider, Bob Nightingale. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. It's 10-2, to 2, and now they just walk Trey Turner, who's got a home run, two runs in this game already, yeah. and at one point, remember, was struggling this year after he came back when he was injured. And I think, if I remember correctly, he put up a billboard to almost apologize to Phillies fans, which was a brilliant idea. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was incredible. Oh yeah, I think they're gonna. Um, I think the Braves are in big trouble. I think yes. Spencer Strider is gonna get roughed up. I'm yeah. gonna He's bet the Phillies. Concerned the way you sound. I'm gonna bet the Phillies tomorrow, and I'm also gonna make a prediction here Wednesday, October 11th uh-huh. at 8:15 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. Pete Alonso will be a Chicago Cub next season. You got really excited when he was on. Rachel Dory takes us around the NHL futures market next. It's Ben MGM tonight.